right, Matthew, we've reached the football portion of the podcast. One last week to go before the playoffs are here in the NFL. It's been a great season, uh, more so for you than for me. But, you know, I celebrate your success as well. Uh, that's You've, okay. had, you've had a pretty good uh, two decades, so I don't feel too bad for you. Yeah, don't feel too bad. It's been it's been fun. It's been a wild ride. Happy to take a seat on the bench uh, for this one. Uh, but before we get into that, it's the New Year's episode, so we're going to give you some New Year's goodies. Uh, yeah, I'll start us off. Uh, we did a little New Year's-themed fact of the day. Uh, I did not know this, Matthew, but did you know in Italy, you wear red underwear on New Year's for good luck? Uh, that is that is my fact of the day. In Italy, they wear red underwear on New Year's Eve for good luck. Um, Seems like an Italian a, thing to do. It's such an Italian thing to do, and that's why that's it. That's my fact. That's that's all I got for you. That's what that's more is there need, to need to know? Exactly. How about you? Uh, I went, you know, nice big historical, and uh, the celebration of New Year's is over four thousand years old with Mesopotamia and modern-day Iraq creating a celebration around the year 2000 BCE. Uh, and they actually celebrate the New Year around the time of the spring equinox in mid-March. So, yeah, New Year's celebrations, long, long history of them. I had no clue. Yeah, I didn't know that Thanks, either. Mesopotamia. Thank you for so many things, but also for that, Mesopotamia. You're great. Thank you. Uh, how about Matthew? I, I got a question for you. Do you have any New Year's traditions? How do you usually spend New Year's? I feel like New Year's is one of those things that people do differently depending on who you are. Do they? I feel, I feel like everyone just gets drunk and counts down to minute. Like I always thought New Year's traditions were pretty steadfast. That's all I do. I get together with some friends. I party. I uh, feel horrible the next day as I watch football and, and drink a lot of water, <laughs> but Nah, I, I, you know, I do your typical countdown to midnight, party my ass off. Love that. Uh, yeah, I, I guess maybe it's a European thing, but like families spend New Year's together. It's not, not like a friend thing. I think that's very, it's like a very, you know, I, I, I've spent New Year's with friends once, like over. Really? Uh, yeah, only once. I, it's like a family thing, just like Christmas here. Um, you still drink, obviously. That's like still yeah. a thing. And you go out maybe. Um, but, uh, yeah, one thing that my family does in particular, which I think is funny, uh, there's this little comedy skit from like the sixties or fifties. It's like in black and white. It's the dumbest thing. It's called dinner for one. And we watch it right before midnight every year. It's like a little 10 minute comedy sketch, uh, about a new year's Eve party. Uh, and it's really funny. Uh, and if you want to look it up, you should dinner for one. It's really fun and it's stupid, but I love it every year. Uh, and finally, what's the new year's resolution you got for yourself? Or, and you know what? Give me a resolution for yourself and a re resolution for one of your teams since uh, this is a sports podcast after all. True, true. Uh, well, you know, I do I do sort of hate the New Year's resolution. Um, but a, a few years back, I, I, I kind of just was like, screw resolutions. But I do give myself like goals for the new, the new year. Because I always feel like a resolution is like, I'm going to do – I'm going to read more books where I'm like – no, I'm going to read 15 books. So like I give myself more, more goals in that sense. So I'll go with two I have for this year. One is we actually talked about together. I, I, I've got the goal to run a half marathon this year. Um, yeah. And uh, my, uh, my other one is just to go on a shitload of dates. Yeah. <laughs> now, for real, for real, I, I, I do just want to say like, I think I just want to like say yes more to life. You know, I think we, we've all had that feeling of being, cooped up this year and not being really able to go out and experience life and, and just, you know, whether it's going on dates or going out with friends or going to a show or a museum or a game, you know, as things kind of go back to normal, I, I think I do want to push myself to, uh, to just embrace everything about life more. Yeah, I agree. I mean, once, once the world really opens up again, I, I mean, you, you're here with me, Matthew, probably, but we live in New York, you know, we're going to be, we're going to be experiencing that city like never before. And and I'm glad, you know, Absolutely. it's going to be so much fun and uh, I'm going to be so poor. It's going to be so much fun. Anyway, uh, one, the one that I have for myself is, is also workout related. It's again, and, and you know, this is kind of cliche, but to get those gains, get those gains guys in 2021, get those gains. Uh, I, 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 am very proud that I usually have like a pretty decent six pack lost that over the COVID year. So looking to get it back. Uh, so it's the gains and the abs 
you know, maybe it's cliche, maybe it's, it's shallow, but, uh, it's it's also my resolution, not yours. So you can butt out. I don't think there's anything wrong with having health resolutions. God, right. So there is a difference between being like, hey, this is what your body image should be like. Like I'm totally on board with that body positivity. There's also nothing wrong with somebody wanting to be like, I'd like to be more healthy. I'd like my mental and physical health to be better. Relax, people. There's a goddamn difference. I, I get so frustrated. Me too, because it's just like any anytime you talk about like, oh, I'm trying to lose weight, they're like, oh, so you think losing weight is like how you're a better person? And I'm like, for me, <laughs> like that's my issue. I mean, diabetes is going to be a whole lot better. So yeah, <laughs> a moron. Yeah, I agree. Like, I agree. Live your own life. Whatever you feel like you need to do is like you need to do. But like, then don't also try to live mine. Like, focus. On, if you want to focus on yourself, do that. But then don't. Don't try to – yeah, I agree. We don't need to talk about that more. I'll get angry about it. Anyway, uh, for my team, I I have my resolution. Bayern Munich, if you're listening to me, my resolution is that you get off your asses, you give David Alaba his new contract, and you don't sell the guy. I mean he's been a fixture of the team for a decade plus, won so many tournaments with him, and now they're like, we can't pay him more. Well, who can you pay more than David Alaba? I mean, honestly, and it's not like your defense is the strongest in the world where you can't use him anymore. Like, my goodness, Pep Guardiola is about to siphon him off to Man City because Rummenigge is like, I can't do this. Sorry, guys. COVID hit us pretty hard. And it's like, yeah, well, if you can't do it for Alaba, you can't do it for anybody, and then you're going to lose everybody. So just give him the contract. Stop playing hardball because you're going to lose him, and I'm going to be really upset. When, uh, when, like, when soccer teams complain about lack of money to stuff, I it just makes me laugh because I'm like, like, I understand there's FIFA fair play rules, but FIFA fair play rules are not greatly enforced. Like, right. when, when NFL teams or NBA teams are like, we can't pay them this much money, it's because there's a salary cap. Right. Soccer teams can spend as much goddamn money as they want, <laughs> and you're not going to convince me that you billionaires don't have enough money. I'm sorry. It's uh, falling on deaf ears. Yeah, my, my team resolution is it's going to be for Manchester United and actually our Hawkeyes, and the resolution is just to play some damn defense. Play just some damn just defense. a little bit. <laughs> a little bit of defense. I don't need an iteration of the steel curtain on the football pitch or on the basketball court. I don't need you guys to be the greatest defensive teams of all time. I just need you both to play a little bit of defense, a little bit of effort, a little bit of communication on the defensive side. That's all I'm asking. Right. Because uh, Especially for the Hawkeyes. I mean, Manchester, of course, they, they got their issues. But, man, the Hawks. Watch, they... a, set, watch a set piece for Manchester United. <laughs> and it'll remind you of the goddamn Hawks. Gosh. Who has him? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Buddy. I thought Let's you just three stand over here. <laughs> I thought we were just in the wall. I don't even know. Yeah. Oh my goodness. All right. Well, you heard us here. Our team's going to do better in the new year. I was going to make it about the Patriots, but I have so many. I don't want to list them all off and take up all of our time. Anyway, uh, speaking of the Patriots, NFL time. Let's talk week 17. We're not going to Perfect gonna go- segue. Perfect segue. Ugh, nailed it. Nailed it. Um, no, but we're going to go through all the games that are going on. Give us give us your picks. Uh, Matthew, you got the tally ready on you? You want to give that later? Oh, yeah. No, I'll give it to you right now. We, um, me. we I, Well, we both went four and three just like straight up on the normal picks. So we did, four, right. we did, we did that well, and then we were – both of us were 0 oh and 2 in the game of the weeks. The, nice. the, Colts, the Colts and the Rams let us down. So overall in the week, we both went four and five. You are now 40 and 44. You still got a chance to get up to 500, Jan. I believe in you. And I'm at 46 and 38. So, Matt, that, that's good. Yeah, good. I mean, hey, could have been worse. Four, four games under 500, that's not bad. Absolutely. That's not bad. That's not bad. Hey, you got, you got, one, you got this week to, to, power, to power through. A big week yeah, out well, of you, and you got this. Uh, we'll see. Anyway, all right. We're going to go through. We're not going to give you too much information, especially on the games that don't matter, but we're going to take you through the playoff scenarios. Uh, I'll kick us off here with the game that does not matter to anyone but someone like me. Uh, it's the Jets versus the Patriots. Classic rivalry game in the AFC East. Usually I'd say, is it? The Jets suck. But guess what? We have the worst offense in football. Yes, you heard that. I said that right. We're not the worst team in football, but we have the worst offense in football. 
That means I would take the Jacksonville Jaguars offense before I would take the Patriots offense. I would take the New York Jets offense before I took the Patriots offense. I would take every single offense. I would take Ryan Finley and his one leg before I took the Patriots offense. They're so very Ryan bad. Finley. <laughs> it's terrible. But, uh, you know, it, it showed Bills destroyed the Pats on Monday Night Football. Jets got a second win, beat the Browns 23-16. to 16. On the back of great Get to the hottest team in the NFL. They're the hottest. They finish the year hot always. Uh, Sam Darnold, I mean, good for him. I, I hope he's just get a, gets a good team out of it. You know, I, I really do. And uh, Jamison Crowder also did really well. Um, also, the defense held the Browns rushing offense to 45 yards. That's ridiculous for a Browns team that, like, was looking to set up something good. Um, <clears throat> yeah, the Jets have two wins. Pats, like I said, worst offense in the league. Still going to take the Pats to cover the three-point spread. Uh, we'll see the last game for Cam Newton as our quarterback. Ah, oh, what could have been? Yeah, I mean, I I think I think the Pat sign, I think the Cam signing was still the the correct thing to do. Um, but like, and I, I'm not sure this would have changed it completely. But if they would have signed him like two months before they did, like he didn't have all that much time to really get himself right. settled. And and that team's got like Tom Brady struggled with that offense. Right. So I, I think. As much as Cam has struggled, it, it you can't you can't put it all on uh, at Cam's feet, you know. No, yeah, for sure. No, absolutely not. Uh, I will. Uh, I'll go with my first pick, which is going to be the Ravens and the Bengals. Ravens, they might be the hottest team in the NFL uh, over the last couple of weeks. They had the big win over the Browns, and then just kind of trouncing through the Giants and and anybody in their way. They're favored by eleven and a half in this one. You know, we've said it the last few weeks. Lamar's just kind of found his stride. The offensive play calling has found its stride. Gus Edwards and J.K. Dobbins. I, I was so high on J.K. Dobbins, particularly fantasy wise, early in this season, and he wasn't there the first half. But the last few weeks, the last second half of the season, we've seen what a lot of people expected from him, especially in that offense and and the defense, reminiscent of the the Ray Lewis and, and Ed Reed days. At best, the Ravens can get the five seed, uh, but but I think they're the third most dangerous team in the AFC besides the uh, the Bills and the and the Chiefs. Like I, th- I think this team is has a, has a legitimate chance to to make a run to the Super Bowl, especially if they they run the ball like they are and, and keep up that defense. And and you kind of wonder, you know, maybe maybe being in that five seed, maybe being a little under the radar, will also aid them. It, it's a, sometimes you know heavy weighs the crown, as they say. So maybe kind of being under the radar, Lamar and and that play calling, just the team. Like Lamar takes the 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 brunt, just like Cam. You know, quarterbacks they get the glory, they also get the the brunt of the blame. He is not the only one to blame for their early playoff uh, exits. The whole team is kind of underwhelmed. So hopefully for them, kind of being a little more under the radar will will calm them down. Uh, and I think they'll get a big win here over the Bengals, thirty-one to thirteen. Love that. Yeah, I mean, I agree. Hottest team in the AFC in terms of, like, turning it around for sure. And, uh, yeah, you look at the rest of the AFC teams, lots of teams going to vie for those places. But I agree. I mean, how many of them are better than the Ravens? Hard to say. Uh, One of those AFC teams is the Colts, and they are playing the Jags. They had a chance to lock up the wild card spot last week. They did not beat the Steelers like we both thought they would. They actually let them come back after leading uh, for a lot of the game. Uh, they're currently favored by 14 against a bad Jags team who's going to get the number one t- uh, pick in the draft. Uh, lost 41 to 17 to a Bears offense. You know, I, I, I think, I, I think that the Colts. You know, they're in, so they're in this four-way tie for the last three AFC playoff spots. There's a million billion things that can happen. Um, they're all 10 and five. It's crazy to me that a 10 and six team is not going to make the playoffs. It's ridiculous. Um, but, you know, it's the year that they're in. And and I think the Colts have the best chance. You know, they clinch the wild card with a win or with a loss from any of the other teams, Ravens, Dolphins, Browns. Uh, obviously, Dolphins probably might lose. Ravens won't. Browns could also lose. Uh, they're favored by 14. They'll win. They, they have to, to, like, make sure everything's good. Um, they don't normally blow out AFC South opponents. They only won by seven in the first week against the Jags. Uh, so I think I give them the 10-point win this time. Jags cover the 14-point spread just because, LOL. Because <laughs> why not? <laughs> I, love, I love that. Uh, I'll go I'll go to an NFC North battle, one of two. I'll, I'll wait on my Packers-Bears for a little bit. Uh, and the Vikings and Lions are meeting up. 
no, no playoff hopes here. I, I picked the Vikings a few weeks ago to, to sneak in over the Cardinals, but uh, I, sh- I, I clearly forgot that Kirk Cousins was starting for them under center or something. I'm not sure where my head was at. Just been an underwhelming season for, for the Vikings. And it's a shame because like Justin Jefferson having a, a historic rookie season, right. him, Adam Thielen, Dalvin Cook, like that's a hell of a three-headed monster offensively, uh, which I think even more kind of highlights the, the deficiencies of Kirk Cousins because – if Matt Stafford over there in Detroit had those kind of weapons, I'm telling you right now, they, they would be a playoff team. They would be, I think, maybe not a Super Bowl contender, but I, I think they would certainly be in the playoffs. Um, so I, I'm going to go with the Lions just as the underdog, uh, as the underdogs. The, the Vikings are favored by seven. I'm picking the Lions to win this one outright 23 to 20. I love that. Yeah, Vikings don't deserve anything more, especially with Kirk Cousins. I mean, I could say that about any quarterback. You put Cam Newton at, at the Viking Center; he's doing better. He takes that team to the playoffs. I think so. He'll you know? probably th- this will probably be one of those weeks too that, like, with Kirk Cousins, where like Kirk Cousins will probably throw for three hundred and sixty. Like, he'll have a great game, and people will be like, "Oh yeah, Kirk Cousins is pretty decent." Because there's nothing on the line; it's not worth it. Like, as soon as there's there's no pressure on him, he can look serviceable. But as soon as he actually has to show up to win, guy sucks. Right, they're going to be like, most exciting team nobody's talking about for next year, the Vikings. Yes, Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, but the X Factor, the quarterback. Ugh, can't even stand it already. All right, Chargers versus the Chiefs. I mean, apparently, according to the line, disappointing year for the Chiefs, really. I mean, they obviously haven't said anything, uh, done anything, because the Chargers are favored three and a half. Uh, no, I mean, it's because the Chiefs are resting everybody, obviously. Uh, they have locked up the top spot in the AFC uh, they have locked up everything that they need to. Chargers have rookie record setter Justin Herbert. Uh, Chad Henney starting for the Chiefs. The Chargers are out, you know, so they it's 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 really a pride game. You know, can can Justin Herbert end on a good note? I still think Andy Reid doesn't want to lose this game regardless. So you know, Chargers are favored by three and a half. I'm gonna go that the Chiefs win by a field goal. You know, or, you know, like they win by a field goal and, you know, it probably is going to happen. Michael Badgley misses another field goal and can't tie the game late in the game. So that's what I'm going to say happens. So Chiefs win by a field goal, uh, upset the spread or whatever you want to say. <laughs> it is. It's so funny. Like, I mean, I've got one later of the Browns and the Steelers are just like once teams bench people of like how how the line certainly <laughs> shifts uh, because you normally wouldn't see rookie Justin Herbert favored over. Patrick Mahomes, but I guess he's not favored over Patrick Mahomes, to be fair. Uh, I'll, I'll go with the an AFC West rivalry after you talked about the Chiefs. It's the Broncos and the Raiders. Raiders are favored by two and a half in this one. Two more teams that I, that I think will be asking a lot of questions this offseason. You know, I you mentioned it. Like, there's going to be an AFC team that, that might even be 11 and 5 that misses the playoffs, which is disappointing, but I think that, that's something to hold your hat on. The Raiders have just kind of come up short, and they, even if they were still in the conversation, I think we all can agree they don't hold the same. You know, they don't hold a candle to to the Dolphins or the Browns or or the Colts or all the other teams that are in in that AFC race. So, I think Denver and and o- or Oakland, man, that's I'm still not used to them being that's in hard. Vegas. Denver and Vegas, I think we'll we'll be asking a lot of questions this this season. I think Denver's disappointing season's a little more understandable. But but I do think Vic. I don't think Vic Fangio is the man for the job. I, I do think they need to move on, find another head coach. Uh, and you know the Raiders, they just they couldn't find consistent performances once all year. Like they were a, a different team week in and week week out, depending on on what Raiders game you're watching. You're like, man, they look really good, or man, they look like one of the worst teams in the the NFL. Uh, tough tough loss to the Dolphins last week. The, the Fitz Magic coming through again. But I am going to take the Raiders at home in the Death Star. 21 to 17 over the Broncos. Yeah, I like that pick. I, you know what I say? Any team that lost to the Patriots is not making the playoffs. Uh, that's what I'm saying this year. Any team that lost to us, not making the playoffs. That they include, don't even deserve it. They don't even deserve it. Uh, that includes a lot of different teams. Uh, and all the teams that I think will make it uh, beat us. So there you go. Uh, I'll go Bucks Falcons. Um, Bucks eviscerated the Lions <clears throat> on Saturday night football. Uh, Tom Brady throwing four different touchdowns. 
Falcons, meanwhile, lost a close one to the Chiefs on a missed field goal by Young Waiku, which is not something you want you say often. I think it was actually tipped. There's some discussion online about it. We'll see what how that ends up going. But uh, you know, this is an NFC South battle between teams that don't really have anything too much more to do. Uh, the Falcons are out. Obviously, the Bucks they need a win to ensure the top wild card spot over the Rams. Um, so that's something they're f- vying for. But otherwise, this is just about. You know, Tom Brady in December, he don't stop. The Bucks, you know, have had an up and down season. They're hot on the right time currently. Um, you know, I, I they they want to enter the playoffs in a hot streak, and I think that they'll go into this game wanting that. Uh obviously these two played in week 15. Falcons, you know, did another <laughs> did another Atlanta thing and lost a big lead as as Tom Brady beat them out in a comeback win. Uh, I think that uh, that'll probably be the result again. A Bucks win. They're favored by six and a half. I say they win by 10. Tom Brady and Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan will probably go up by, you know, three touchdowns or something. And then. <laughs> and then it's over. And then in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Tom Brady be like, I've got you right where I want you. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, uh, I will go to, man, a. Um, <laughs> exciting matchup for possibly the NFC East crown. It's the six and nine Cowboys going up against the five and 10 giants. Both these teams miraculously still in the playoff hunt, but they do need Washington to lose. Washington does have, have the, uh, the tiebreaker over the, um, the giants. I don't think they have the tiebreaker over the, over, or no, they have the tiebreaker over the Cowboys. They don't have the tiebreaker over the giants, but they do have a game lead on the giants. So this game could become crucial, but becomes a bit of a moot point. If Washington ends up winning this weekend, man, I, you know, Andy Dalton is showing the true value of having a a legitimate backup quarterback on your roster. If he had been healthy all year, I don't think the Cowboys were going to look completely different, but, but you, you see how much a team just looks differently when you've got a serviceable quarterback, the whole team plays better. There's just more of a confident feel their Their last three opponents that they've beaten aren't, you know, the best teams in the league, but They've blown out some of those opponents, and, and it's behind the arm of Andy Dalton. So uh, I'm going to go with the Cowboys. Like I said, they've won three straight. I think they make it four, and they get the 27-20 to 20 win over the Giants. I love that. Yeah, I think the Cowboys have been great. That last game showed it. I mean, considering the Cowboys have been great, uh, still some questions about uh, what else they can do in the coming years. But uh, so far, ending the season, not too shabby. Not too shabby to still somehow be in it. That's ridiculous after the way that the year has gone for them. Although the NFC East, I'm not giving them that credit either. Uh, Miami, yeah, exactly. First, it's like you can get, like you give a little credit. It's like, eh, but there's there's some a, caveats here. A smidgen of credit, a smidgen of credit. Uh, let's go to the AFC East, where it's Miami versus Buffalo. Obviously, Buffalo, like I said, destroyed the Patriots on Monday Night Football. Josh Allen showing once again he is probably the quarterback that can compete with Mahomes in the AFC. Miami won by a single point over the Raiders. No thanks to Tua Tungavailoa. You talked about it. Fitz Magic coming in, uh, paying off for the Dolphins once again. The Buffaloes favored by one, uh, which to me is interesting because they still could lose second spot um, if if they don't because they're tied. I think with the Steelers on record. So if the Steelers win and the Buffalo loses, so Buffalo still needs to win this game if they want a higher seed. But you know. Whatever. Miami, meanwhile, in a four-way tie for the last three spots with the Colts, Ravens, uh, and the Browns. For them, it's easy. Win and you're in, uh, and everything else is super complicated. Uh, But they also clinch if the Ravens lose, or the Browns lose, or the Colts lose. So they're also in a pretty decent spot there, uh, so they should be good. Bills, you know, I think they're favored by one, but I still think Josh Allen wants to go into the uh, playoffs hot. So I think they win by 10. Uh, and I think, I think uh, you know, Miami, only one of those teams has to lose. But you think about it, Ravens, we talked about playing the Bengals, they're going to win. Colts playing the Jags, they're going to win. So in reality, they have to rely on the Browns to lose. And and that, we'll see. You know, I it's it sucks that Miami's in that position, but uh, it looks like they might actually be out despite only needing one team to lose. So I, I think Buffalo wins that game and Miami's in trouble. Yeah, I agree. It's and it sucks. It sucks too for them that like I mean I guess I could probably go right into the the Steelers Browns game because like that game could have been a big one. You would kind of think maybe the Steelers would want to win it, but 
because uh, you know Bills and Steelers could are both still in in uh, you know contention for that two seed. But now the Steelers, like the Chiefs, they're at least not starting Roethlisberger. We know. I, I, I assume that that means you know a few more of their players won't be out there um, competing. The Browns are favored in this game by ten now, so wow. it really should be a game that they win. I know that they did just lose to to the New York Jets, but. As bad as the Jets are, I, I think we all remember what the Steelers looked like under Mason Rudolph. Uh, and and yes. since I since more, I, I think too some of those defensive guys like T.J. Watt, I'd be surprised if he plays most of the game. He he might play a little bit, but I don't imagine it's going to be four quarters of, of the full strength for the Steelers. Uh, it's a shame too that this game is so man. Yeah. I mean, now that Roethlisberger's not playing it because. You and me were talking about it on Sunday. We're like, man, it could be, it would be so much fun. Browns, Steelers, battle for the AFC North. And then the Browns just shit the bed. And the Steelers have a, a pretty impressive comeback. I like some of that. I think you could lay at the feet of the Colts, but I, I think you do have to give credit where credit is due for the Steelers. They, they didn't stop fighting. Uh, and then they got the win against, it's a Colts team that is tough to come back on. I mean, that defense is, is still strong. So uh, maybe, maybe. Steelers coming into the playoffs with a little more confidence after that slide they endured, but I'm I'm not going to pick Mason Rudolph to beat anybody. He's I, if anything, I'm just worried that Mason Rudolph is going to get beat to hell again by his own helmet and Miles Garrett. But uh, I got Cleveland winning this one, 31 to 13. I think it'd be so funny if something happens again. Oh my goodness. I hope it does. That was the most, like, I know I probably shouldn't say it's the most badass thing, but like you rip off a dude's helmet and hit him with his own helmet. Like credit to you, Miles Garrett. Right. I agree. Everybody was like, yeah, he's earned, you know, people, you know, disrespecting his name. I'm like, I don't disrespect Miles Garrett at all for that. I have no, I have no disrespect. Mason that was the most terrifying, coolest thing I've ever seen. Like, if anything, like Miles Garrett, I, I have no qualms with you. You and me are friends, uh, as far as I'm concerned. Please don't beat me with any of my uh, things I'm wearing. Don't beat me with my own equipment. Thank you very much. That would be great. Oh boy. Uh, okay. Well, let's move right into it. You talked NFC East. Uh, here's the other NFC East divisional battle going on. It is the Eagles against Washington. We talked about it. Washington could have walked up top spot, you know, lost to Carolina. Uh, and and with that, they lost Dwayne Haskins. A lost, parted ways, same thing. Uh, for Washington, it's simple. Win and you're in. Lose and it's out of your hands and you're out because the winner of the Cowboys-Giants will then advance uh, if they lose. So I I, I do believe that, you know, it, it is still very important and it sucks that they're in this position. Um, but, you know, they play the Eagles. The Eagles are out. They're the only NFC East team that are out. They just got destroyed by the Cowboys. They still, you know, they still got a good team. Jalen Hurts still wants to show something. It's going to be an interesting game, I think. Washington's favored by two. I'm going to, oh, I'm going to take the Eagles. I think the Eagles win. I think they end oh, on a bad. high... They end on a high note. I hope this doesn't take me under 500 for that pick. But I, I think they end. I'm going to be so mad uh, if the NFC messes me up. Um, no. But I think that the Eagles, they, they they had a bad game. Don't get me wrong. But I think Cowboys were also doing really a lot of things well. Washington hasn't shown me anything to think that they're going to blow out the Eagles. So the Eagles will keep it close. And Jalen Hurts, you know, has that team playing differently. So I think the Eagles win by a touchdown. And Washington's out just like that. Dude, I I, th- I think that's a good pick, and like you know, it's it's it is just the symptoms of the NFC East too. To be like the Eagles are four ten and one, and, but like Washington's only six and nine. So like, how much better is Washington? And and no, Alex Smith's not playing. Like that, it's tough. It's tough. Yeah, it's tough. All right, I I'm gonna finally get to my Packers. Yes, after a, a tremendous tremendous showing against the Titans. God, I was yeah. terrified about that game, and. They whooped ass. That's that's the kind of game you want to see, you know, going into the playoffs because Tennessee's still, I mean, the hype around Tennessee sometimes can exceed what they deserve, but they're still a solid team. So being able to blow out a team like that, I thought was awesome. Um, and now they go up against the Bears. The Bears still fighting for a playoff spot. They could still make it even with a loss uh, if the Cardinals lose, I believe. But the Packers, you know, Aaron Rodgers is 20-5 and five against the Bears in his career. 20-5. and five. They, they have a chance at the number one seed. 
It's Aaron Rodgers is about to win his third MVP. What more do I need to say? The, the Packers are going to win this one. I'm going with the Pack, 31 to 21. I agree. There's no reason for the Packers to play anything less. They still have a lot to lose um, if they don't win. And they're, it's not going to happen against the Bears. I, it's just not. It's historically not going to happen against the Bears. He doesn't uh, lose against the Bears. Right. Like, and he, people, he just yeah. doesn't. Yeah. And also, like, the Bears, people are saying 40-plus points in three straight games. That's crazy. I'm like, okay, everyone – uh, just everyone calm down, please. My goodness. Like they can score 40 points if they want. Aaron Rodgers is going to put up 41. Yeah, exactly. Cause they, they're, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Cause if you think that Aaron Rodgers is about to come in here with Devonta Adams and Aaron Jones and be outscored by Mitchell Trubisky, you haven't watched Aaron Rodgers play ever in your life. Um, anyway, have you heard of the game football? Because, um, I'd like to introduce it to you. I'd like to give you the one one. Uh, no, but uh, it's going to be an exciting game regardless. Love to see a rivalry game that has some meaning to it at the end. Uh, let's go to the NFC West. I'm going to finish this out with NFC West games. First, we got the Seahawks and the 49ers. Seahawks uh, coming off a, a, a convincing defensive display as they beat the LA Rams in the divisional battle. So really good for them going into the offseason uh, with the uh, in the postseason, I mean, with the uh, defensive victory there. Uh, they clinched the NFC West, and they still have a chance at the top seed in the NFC. Uh, meanwhile, the 49ers beat the Cardinals, uh, kind of played upset hero here, and sent their division rivals into a wild Week 17 scramble to see if they even make it. I don't think they will. We'll talk about that. Um, but the 49ers will look to play upset again. Uh, Seattle wants to enter the postseason as hot and as high as possible. I think this is pretty simple. I think Seattle grabs... Um, you know, I think Seattle grabs the win here. Obviously, they need Green Bay and New Orleans to both lose to grab the NFC top spot, and I don't think that's going to happen. I do agree with you. I think the Packers will win. Um, but I think Seattle will win this game here uh, and get the highest seed that they possibly can. Win by a touchdown, but it's not enough to secure top spot. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. Maybe maybe CJ Beathard's got some more magic in him, but uh, I'm, I'm not quite sure he does. Yeah. Oh, it was nice to watch though. Dude, I love it too, just because it's him and Kittle and like they were such a good partnership at I like you don't see that very many times where oh. you know that sort of relationship gets to get passed on. I mean, obviously Bethard isn't the, the starter, but uh Kittle Kittle might be a little better at his position, but still like to see it. Easy <laughs> bit. Itzy, itzy. I will go to uh the other you mentioned the Seahawks to talk to the Packers. There's one more team that's uh in contention for that top seed in the NFC. That is the New Orleans Saints. They go up against division rival the Carolina Panthers this weekend. The Saints are favored by six and a half. I love this Panthers team so much. I've talked about how much I love them like week in and week out. I, I'm just excited about the future that they have with Matt Rule uh and with where this this franchise is going. I, I think there's gonna be a lot of good things coming out of Carolina for, for years to come. But uh, the Saints are still the kings of the NFC South. They've got one of the best defensive lines in the league. Alvin Kamara, six touchdowns last week, absolutely killing it. We, you know, who knows how much longer Drew Brees has? And, and I think we all can tell he's not the Drew Brees of old. But he doesn't really have to be with with the the weapons that he has, with the run game you can get there with Kamara, Latavius Murray, the defense that they've built. I mean, this is a championship built team, uh, even with a, a lesser form of Drew Brees. And I do think they. You know, that's why the Packers have to win, because like you said, I think the Seahawks win and I think the Saints win here today. Those two are going to try and keep pace as much as they can. I I got the Saints winning this one 34 to 20. Love that. Yeah, I think Matt has said Matt Rule more than any other coach's name in the history of this podcast. I love Matt Rule so Uh, much. It's got to be true. It has to be. I wish we had the stats for that. He's Uh, he's the he's the he's my Marquette. He's your Marquette. How did how did Matt Rule? How did Matt Rule do against them? That's what I want. How'd you do against Matt Rule? Well, all right. All right. Well, then I. You're pretty uh, good then. You're pretty damn good then. Uh, no, but it, 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 I agree. Panthers have a bright future ahead. McCaffrey's still going to be Connor McCaffrey, uh, Christian McCaffrey. Oh boy, that's look, uh, Giannis, that was- <laughs> I gotta get this. I gotta get this out before I forget it. Matt's rule. I just want to get reti- that. Added. <laughs> I'm retiring. He's retiring. He's done. I'm I'm done. That's at it. Least, I'm finished. I walk away. That's the last you ever hear from me is me just saying Matt's rule. Oh gosh, I That's hate Matt. myself so much. Matt rule is Matt's rule. There you go. 
It's uh, it's true. Okay, we got to get off of that. I'm sick. Of, I can't believe you just did that to me. All right, Cardinals, Rams, NFC West. Last game I'm going to cover. Both teams suffered disappointing, some would say embarrassing losses in week 16. Rams lost to Seattle, only scored nine points. And granted, Seattle did well, but come on. Come on. It's Seattle's defense. They're not that great, even if they have a good day. Um, meanwhile, the Cardinals lost to a team that was already eliminated, which is never good. And let me put this in perspective. Kyler Murray was outdueled by C.J. Beathard. Like, that's just what happened. Kyler Murray didn't account for a single touchdown. C.J. Beathard threw three. Like, he was outdueled by C.J. Beathard, who is a third-string quarterback. So, you know, he's got a lower leg injury. So, you know, who knows if he he, he says he's going to play, so he'll play through an injury. I would pick the Rams here in most circumstances. I would, because despite, you know, I, I think the Rams are always the better team. I like Sean McVay. I, I, I think that the Rams have a good head on their shoulders. And they entered the Week 16 with a 96.2 chance of making the playoffs, right? Like, like truthfully, uh, they have a great chance. And I still think that they will make the playoffs because I think the Bears lose to the Packers. And so it's fine if they lose. But I do think the Rams lose here only because they don't have Jared Goff. Jared Goff broke his thumb and they're going to be starting some nobody or Blake Bortles is what I'm hearing, one or the other. And I don't trust either of those guys to I'd do I'd rather any- go with the nobody. Yeah, uh, me too. There's nobody. Like, don't, don't, I don't, I, why would you? Go out with 10 guys and like, no, I don't, I don't know how you snap the ball, but it it sounds better than Blake Bortles. You know who I need here needs a job? Johnny Manziel. That's who I would rather have a quarterback than Blake. I need a job. I need a job. Yeah. I'm, (laughs) we're unemployed. Give, I, I'll tell, I can talk, I can pitch the ball to the running back. I can do that. No, absolutely. um, Oh, God. Daryl Henderson, Cam Akers and such. I can definitely do that. I can definitely do that. Um, No, but because of that, I have to pick the Cardinals. I, I you know, Kyler Murray's going to play through an injury, but Cardinals they they need a win and they need the Bears uh, to lose. So they need both of those things to happen. We'll see what happens. Uh, you know, I think at the end of the day, the Rams, the Cardinals, both going to make it. Bears are going to be the odd man out with the loss of the Packers. Um, but I, I, the Cardinals do need the win more than the Rams do, and they have the quarterback there. So going with the Cardinals. Just barely, just barely, like by a field goal. Not going to be a pretty game, um, but I don't. I think Arizona's favored by one point right now, right? And I, and I just, I, I just that team just doesn't have what it takes, and and that's they're going to make it, but not convincingly. Yeah, it's it's going to be a tight one, and that's like. I was honestly too, as like a Packers fan looking at the NFC, like the Rams were one of the teams that I was like worried about because of their good rushing attack and and just they have a great defense with with Aaron Donald there in the middle but you lose Jared Goff like we've talked about it many times he, he's not a great quarterback but he he can be very strong in that offense uh that Sean McVay makes for him so without Jared Goff they, they certainly aren't quite the same team uh all right I'll go my my last pick it's our last NFL pick of the year Jan that's so sad Woo! I know. And we're and it's we're finishing it with the best game. I don't I don't know why this one became the last one. The the Tennessee Titans against the Houston Texans. Uh, <laughs> Titans are favored by seven and a half points in this one. As I mentioned before, Titans destroyed by the Packers Sunday night. I mean that pass defense was was really really exploited in that one. Um, and, and we know Tennessee they they can't if they get down it's tough for them to come back. You know Ryan Tannehill another guy who who needs needs a good rushing attack and needs to kind of be leading from the front to really show what he's got. Uh and, and you know, Texans the or the Titans even they're they're almost like a better version of the Raiders where like there's times where they look like an AFC contender and there's other times where they don't look like a playoff team. Uh Houston abysmal all over the field, but you know, you get a quarterback like Deshaun Watson, it is the great equalizer as they say. So, I think Deshaun keeps Houston in this game. I have Tennessee winning, but I do have Houston covering uh, Tennessee winning 20 or pardon me, 34 to 27. Okay. There you have it. And with that, we have finished our picks for the regular season. We will give you our picks for the playoffs as well, but uh, man, can't believe it. 17 weeks of picks. It's crazy. My friend, it's been, it's been a wild ride uh, in this 2020 season. We've done, I'd say we've done pretty well. 
We did pretty well. I mean, you're over 500. The added element of the line, like, it's so much, it's so easy if you, like, just pick the game because, like, a ton of times it's like, yeah, that team's obviously going to win. So I like having the added difficulty of of the line because it it actually makes you, you know, have to think about every single game. You're like, oh, yeah, the Chiefs are going to win, but are they going to win by 13? I I don't know. That's that's a lot of points in the NFL. So I, I say a round of applause for us both. Oh, yeah. Round of applause. We're really giving golf, it to us golf, right now. Golf clap. Golf clap. Wonderful golf clap. Job. Wonderful job. Brilliant. All right. Brilliant, sir. Brilliant. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, no, but let's go into the new year with our top player predictions. Uh, just for stats-wise, stats we won't have to go uh, MVP just yet. Uh, we'll do that after week 17. But passing right now, who do you think finishes first in passing yardage? Currently, it is Patrick Mahomes in first, Deshaun Watson in second. Well, I guess I timed that that pick really, really well. I, I had no, I didn't even really think about that when doing that because I'm going to go with Deshaun Watson. Uh, Mahomes not playing this weekend, uh, so his numbers obviously won't be moving. I, I think he's leading Deshaun by just under 300 yards. Uh, I think Deshaun, if, if to stay in that game against Tennessee, will have to have a, a big passing day. So I, I think Deshaun throws for over 300 yards and he takes the passing yardage crown. Yeah, I agree. He likes to throw over 300 yards a game. So I think he will. And Mahomes doesn't have a chance to catch up. Mahomes, I bet he's like, oh, can I just throw for a quarter just to like, just get it enough? Just because that's annoying. Um, But yeah, I mean, he'll win the Super Bowl and then he won't complain about it. Anyway, receiving wise, uh, we're not talking rushing because Derrick Henry is up 200 yards unless something god awful happens in the last game, which I hope it doesn't. Uh, Derrick Henry is going to win the rushing crown. So good for him. Uh, receiving wise, you got Stefan Diggs and you got Travis Kelsey kind of going back and forth. Stefan Diggs currently on top. Do you think Travis Kelsey gets enough minutes in order to catch up to Stefan Diggs? I do not. I don't think like, I think even if Diggs was having a poor game, I, I doubt, I mean, maybe Kelsey plays a quarter, but if you're not playing Mahomes, what's the reason to, to play Travis Kelsey, especially with how crucial he is to that, that offense. Uh, so yeah, I, I think I think Diggs gets it, and, and he deserves it. It's been the best season of his career. Currently on a three-game streak of, of over a hundred yards in each game, you know. Uh, so I, I think I think he's I think he's going to win that. I think he's also going to be the receptions winner. He's got currently got 120 receptions, and if he has a big game, he could become only the fourth receiver receiver ever to catch 130 or more more balls in a season. So I, I think I think and I think Diggs is kind of. The whole Bills team, I think, is kind of fueled by stuff like that. Like, I think they want to show that they've arrived. So I think there's a good chance Stephon has another big game this weekend and and takes the reception and the receiving yards crown. Love that. I was hoping maybe you would say Devonta is going to come in and have the best game a receiver's ever had. Right. He's got, he's got the touchdowns locked up. You know, he, that's the one reception thing he has locked up. And if he – he's got 17, which is already tied for the fifth most receiving touchdowns in a season – if he has another big game, he could join Randy Moss and Jerry, Ro- Jerry Rice as the only receivers to ever catch 20 or more passing touchdowns. So I'd, lo- I'd just love to see that. Yeah, hope to see it. Hope to see some history for sure. All right, and the last one, sacks. We're going to go defensive. Currently, Aaron Donald is two and a half behind TJ Watt. You also have a couple other players underneath Donald who could also catch up. What do you think? Who do you think wins the sacks race? in the NFL after week 17. So wait, so is he, is he two and a half or is he one and a half? I thought he was, I thought TJ had 15 and Aaron had 13 and a half. I might be wrong on that, but if he's only one no, and a half. No, you're right. You're right. Okay. No, okay. It's, okay. It's, it's, it's 13 and a half. It's 13 and a half for sure. You're right. Yep. It's 13 and a half. I thought it was 12, but it's 13. I, I I only ask that because I'm I'm making the bold claim that Aaron Donald's going to do it. If it wasn't, yeah. if it was only one and a, if it was more than one and a half, I'd probably be like no. But I think you know I don't think TJ will probably play that much this this week. It's you know like kind of the you know Chiefs thing. If you're not starting Mahomes, why would you start Kelsey? If you're not starting Roethlisberger, why would you put your best defensive player in, in harm's way, especially when you've already lost one of your other really good defensive players? So. You know, they're going up against the Cardinals. We know Kyler Murray will probably be running around like a maniac. He kind of presents the opportunities to get a few sacks. And and, all, and I think Aaron Donald's another guy that, like, likes to be the best. Like, I think he wants to be the most dominant defensive player. So I, I think he's going to get two sacks and he's going to steal the sack, the sack crown. But I want 
TJ to get it because if he does, him and JJ would be the only pair of brothers to both be SAC champions. So that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, you wonder what, how much TJ is going to play. I think if TJ gets one sack, he probably wins it. I I, I think that he just Agreed. needs one. So I think maybe he'll he'll know that and maybe be in. Uh, I'm also going Aaron Donald though. You know, I think Aaron Donald is in a game that they need to win, and he's playing for a defense whose offense is going to be trash. So in order for them to win that game, he's there. He's going to need to play really well. Um, so I think that he. And Kyler Murray's injured, so it's going to be easier to get him. Uh, so I think not quite as make, elusive, right? And he's going to make dumb decisions because he's a young kid who's just like running around. I just can't believe how young he is sometimes. Um, but yeah, he's still running around the field, and uh, yeah. But that's it. That's what we think about the statistic leaders. We'll come back to you with uh, kind of more important crown leaders uh, after week seventeen. But for now, we have come to the end of the episode. We have come to the quickfire questions portion, Matthew. I'm going to give it to you straight. Your seat is hot to end 2020. You get the last quickfire question rounds, and it's all NFL-based. It's all NFL-based, so let's do this, baby. I love it. All right. Dolphins, Ravens, Browns, Colts tied. Four teams for three spots. Who misses out? If the Steelers were, were playing full strength, I think I would probably go Browns. But but I'm going to go with the Dolphins because, like, the Bills need that win. The Bills are hot. I, I think Cleveland gets the win, and, and I think the Colts and, and the Ravens get their wins. I mean, they don't – it's the Jaguars and, and the, uh, the Bengals that they're playing. So I'm going with the Dolphins, which they still should have, you know, 10-6. and six, You just made us miss out on the playoffs. And because Houston's doing so bad, I'm pretty sure the Dolphins right now own the rights to the third overall draft pick. So – Yes. Not not a bad year for Miami, even if they miss. Yeah, ridiculous the what Miami's done down there for setting themselves up for sure. All right, we talked about it in the predictions, but I want to hear it from you since we kind of went back and forth uh, in predicting the division. Who will win the NFC East and be the only team from that division to make the playoffs? I'm going to go Cowboys. I'm taking the red oh! rocket of Andy Dalton. I think he he's hot. I think they get the winner of the Giants, and I agree with you. I think the Eagles are, are going to sneak one out against Washington. So the Cowboys, somehow or another, make the playoffs. And honestly, I, I think the Cowboys, like, if you're a playoff team, I think that's the team you don't want to see because as bad as they've been, we know they've got a lot of good weapons. We know they they can, you know, put together a decent game here and there. Um, but, yeah, I got, I got the boys stagging that four seed. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at the Saints, and I'm like – I wouldn't want to match up against them. That'd be bad. Um, no, for sure. But I, I love that pick. I think you're right. I agree. I think what Eagles beat Washington and, and Cowboys win it out against the Giants. All right. And finally, we talked about Tom Brady and the Bucks. They're hot. They're, they're doing well. Antonio Brown's been used. Rob Gronkowski's been used. Mike Evans is looking like a new receiver. It's finally clicking. Do we see Tom Brady in the NFC Championship game this year? I've been a Browns. I've been a Bucks hater all year, and I, even though I was like first saying they weren't going to make the playoffs and all this stuff, I would say that my hating on the Brown on the Bucks has been more accurate than many people's thinking the Bucks were going to be the best team in the NFC. So no, I'm sticking with the fact that I just don't think they do a lot of good things, but they also are a team. They're like the Manchester City of it of the NFL against really crappy teams. They go off and everyone's like, damn, they're really, really good. But then they play some actual opponents and it's a pretty subpar uh, performance. So no, I, I don't think we see the Bucks in the NFC Championship game. Damn, okay, there you go. Tom Brady falls short in his final season. And with that, we are done. We have reached Matthew one more time for 2020. Give me, give me, a, give me a nice little, give me a nice little cool down for me. Give me a cool down noise. I need a, I need a, I need a, Cool down. Ugh, I'm gonna miss that for the year. What a great, what a great addition we've had to this podcast. It's, who knows if it'll make it to 2021? You never, you never know what gets lost. Yeah, true. We're just gonna be like, we're never doing that again. I hope you know that. I hope you know that we're never doing it again. Oh, Season God. one only. Oh gosh. Uh, no, but uh, we we thank you guys for listening to us in our first year of being around. Uh, we've got over 60 hours of footage, and it, it's just been a lot of a lot of fun. Um, yeah, it's crazy. I I looked that up the other day. I was like ridiculous. Um, but yeah, it's been a lot of fun. 
We love talking to you guys. We love hearing from you guys. We hope to hear from you more in 2021. Uh, until then, sending you home uh, with good wishes and good words. Uh, we're going to do a little bit of this. I'll give my good wishes first. You know, my, my good wishes for you in the new year, you know, be kind and be bold. You know, you, you, there is an ability to be both of those things. You know, be bold with the things that you want to achieve. You know, don't sell yourself short. Really set those goals for you, but also be kind to others, to yourself, because the world, you know, doesn't give you what you want. It gives you what it gives you, and you have to react the way that you react in a positive way. So be kind and be bold. Matthew, you want to say anything to the people? Amen, man. That, that's well said. Uh, yeah, absolutely. You know, I, of course, I want to reiterate with Jan just how much we appreciate people listening in on this. Uh, it's been something that I've loved to do and and has been fu- so much fun to do with you, Jan, uh, and, and, you know, have us, gave us both something to work on in, in a year that, you know, I don't think I need to lament too much on, on what a trying year this has been. We've all been through a, a hell of a lot the last 12 months from from losing family and friends to to even losing idols feeling cheated about the, you know, the time and experiences that that's been taken from us all. But, you know, even through the pain there there's been triumph and growth this year. And I think things to look back on with pride and a smile, including this, like you said, 60 hours of doing this, it's been something I've always wanted to do. And and so for 2020 to, to give me that, to, to build the friendship that we've built Jan and uh, the time I've gotten to spend home with my parents, it, you know, through it all, you know, remember that that part of the year, don't don't let the darkness win. You know, remember all, all of the the bright spots that that are still there. And I think, you know, look ahead with optimism and passion to the new year about what lies before you, you know, whatever that may be. Cause we've all learned a lot this year. So yeah, I think we should we should carry that on to 2021 with, with a new spirit towards life and towards everything that, that comes with it. And uh, I'll just leave you all with with a quote I've recently stumbled upon in, in some of my reading. Bite on. I am hurt, but I'm not slain. I'll lay down and bleed a while, and then I'll rise and fight again. Well, what a perfect way to end 2020. I We have nothing left to say. I, I refuse to say anything afterwards. So thank you guys for uh, listening. And one more time, Matthew. Cheers, y'all.